Hi, and welcome to the Endo Bay podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endobabe podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endobabes, and I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. Hello, love, and welcome to another episode of the Endo Babe podcast. I'm very excited. I don't, I don't know why I haven't done an episode on this before, but today we're going to be chatting about adenomyosis, what it is, common symptoms, and some treatments about it. I am sure if you've been in the endometriosis community for a while, you've heard of adenomyosis. It, it can be, it can coincide with endometriosis. So like a subset of women who suffer from endometriosis will also unfortunately have adenomyosis to varying degrees, right? Um, so today we're going to be chatting about what that is because I know you might not know. So an adenomyosis is a condition where endometriotic tissue is found within the muscular wall of the uterus. So if you kind of think of the uterus as a balloon, right? Like a hot air balloon, there's a central stripe and that's your endometrium that goes right up the middle from top to bottom. And then around that stripe, is muscle called the myometrium, the muscular wall of the uterus. And adenomyosis is when endometriotic tissue, which means tissue similar to the endometrium or endometrial tissue, I suppose I should say, is inside of the wall of the uterus, right? So it's supposed to just be in that central stripe, which is called your endometrium, but it's in the muscle wall. And so it's different from endometriosis, right? Because it's not endometriosis in the myometrium, which is the muscle wall. It's the presence of endometrial glands and stroma found within the myometrium, right? And myometrium is just a medical term for that muscular portion of the uterus that I was just talking about, right? And so there are different types of adenomyosis, excuse me, right? Focal adenomyosis can be referred to as an adenomyoma which is a mass-like growth of endometriotic tissue within the muscular wall. Now, these can be similar or confused. If you haven't had a diagnosis yet of adenomyosis, you might just like on an ultrasound, they might say that you have fibroids, right? And there's a difference because a fibroid is a muscular growth, where as an adenomyoma is a growth of endometriotic tissue within the muscular wall, right? So there can be focal adenomyosis, which kind of makes like these little balls of like mass-like, not cancer, but just like mass-like tissue inside the muscle wall. Or more commonly, it's a diffuse and diffuse means it's kind of just like sprinkled in there, 
right? And dispersed through the muscle tissue without creating any mass effect or without a definite mass, right? And this can abnormally like thicken the wall of the uterus, which the wall is the muscle. So you can, and most commonly it affects like the posterior back wall of your uterus, right? And so like on an ultrasound, normally, if you imagine the uterus, I was just talking about where it looks like a hot air balloon with a central stripe right up the middle, that stripe can kind of be veered either one way or the other, making that muscle wall abnormally thickened in a certain area instead of nice and even all the way around. Right. And so that's like a telltale sign of adenomyosis on ultrasound. So oftentimes adenomyosis can cause abnormal uterine bleeding, right. Which is like heavy prolonged periods. It can also cause like killer cramps, like severe, severe uterine cramping, right. During your menses but sometimes it doesn't cause any symptoms at all, which is the hard part, right? Kind of like endometriosis, that's kind of varying depending on you and your unique body, right? But oftentimes adenomyosis can cause cramping that worsens during your menses, menstrual flow, and can radiate up your belly button, down your back, along your butt, your thighs, all your sciatica, down your legs. And a reason that it can radiate is because the uterus is innervated by nerves that run along the ligaments, right up towards your belly button, down your lower back. And so as your condition worsens, right, as you're bleeding, when you're having your period, it just causes those nerves to radiate the pain, right? And the function of like what causes this heavy bleeding, right, is you can kind of think of it like the muscle the job of the muscle, like when you give birth is to contract. That's why it's a muscle because it contracts and like helps you squeeze the baby out essentially. Right. But it also contracts when you have your period to help get the blood out of you. This contraction like reduces the volume and the endometrial cavity, right. To kind of like squeegee out your, your blood, um, in your endometrial canal. And with adenomyosis, there's like with diffuse adenomyosis, right. You can imagine it like like salt and pepper all throughout your, the muscle of your uterus. And because it's endometrial glands and stroma, endometriotic tissue within the muscle, it's a normal functioning, right? And so the function of the endometrium is to fill up with blood to prepare you for pregnancy, right? And when you don't conceive, you have a period, right? And so every month those glands, they can they are functioning. So they fill up with blood and they're in between like tightly laced muscle. When the muscle contracts, it causes all these little pressure points that can be really tender, right? And so when you're on your period, your muscle is like, your uterus is like contracting, right? So because the muscles of the uterus are contracting, it's like squeezing and it's causing more pain, but they're not able to contract normally because there's like little pieces of salt and pepper in there, little islands of endometriotic tissue. The muscle contractions, they aren't as effective as they should be. And so the menstrual flow is heavier, if that makes sense, right? And so having severely heavy periods with like possibly a normal ultrasound, right? Because sometimes ultrasounds like one of those things where it's very user dependent. So if we don't mention something. The radiologists might not mention something. They might not mention something anyway, just to be conservative. Um, in their dictations, there's like all these weird little 
facets that can go into it. But the killer cramps and the heavy bleeding is like a sure tail sign. But again, some people might not have any any pain at all, which is like the wild thing, but that as is endometriosis, right? Some people might have mild pain with severe disease. Some might have severe pain with mild disease. But if you suspect that you might have adenomyosis, say you've had surgery for endometriosis and you're still having really heavy bleeding and heavy pain, like I would talk to your doctor about the potential of you also having adenomyosis, right? Because it can be diagnosed. That's the wonderful thing is it can be diagnosed with imaging, right? So if it's suspected that you might have adenomyosis based on your symptoms, you can see adenomyosis on like ultrasounds and MRI, right? Sometimes your uterus can be enlarged and like boggy is what they call it, right? Sometimes adenomyosis can show up on ultrasound imaging, right? Like I was saying, the the irregular thickening of the uterine wall, or maybe you have an adenomyoma, which is that mask-like endometriotic tissue. But if you do have adenomyosis, again, I would highly suggest that you chat with your doctor about it because there are things that can be done about it and there are conservative options and radical options. Conservative means like organ preserving radical is organ removal, right? You can have a hysterectomy and that is a cure for adenomyosis because adenomyosis is contained to the uterus. Now, if you have endometriosis along with adenomyosis, just removing your uterus isn't going to cure your endometriosis because endometriosis does not come from your uterus, right? Conservative treatments, organ preserving, if you're not ready to have a hysterectomy or you don't want one, right? Your body, your choice includes things like pain management, obviously with non-prescription, prescription pain pills, sometimes hormonal therapies to stop like having continuous birth control, right? All of these things, obviously, again, your body, your choice, because they're different for everybody. So sometimes the risks of being on those medications outweighs the benefits of being on the medication, but that's just something that you're going to have to take into account for your personal body and chat with your doctor about, right? There's also a presacral neurectomy that can be performed, which is essentially like severing the nerves that innervate the uterus to alleviate uterine cramping, right? And so Sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't. Pre-sacral neurectomy doesn't really have an effect on uterine bleeding. And it sometimes may not be like that effective because sometimes the disease can result in localized inflammation that goes beyond your uterus, right? But again, these are all just things that you should talk to your doctor about, right? Especially because there's so many different options out there. So if you do have adenomyosis, like you don't have to suffer with it. There are different things that you can do to try to manage it. I saw like for pain management. Um, I know Laura Bryden, she is a, she's a naturopathic doctor in New Zealand. I love her. If you don't follow like any of her stuff, I would recommend going over there um, to her website, L-A-R-A-B-R-I-D-E-N. She wrote the book, The Period Repair Manual. And she talks about how ibuprofen can help relieve like uterine, well, not just uterine cramps, but uterine flow. Right. And so essentially what that means is NSAIDs, which is like ibuprofen, they are prostaglandin inhibitors and prostaglandins stimulate your uterine muscle to contract, right? And so if your uterine muscle doesn't contract as much, it's not, number one, you're not going to have as much cramping, but number two, it can also help alleviate some of the like squeegeeing of the blood. (laughs) That's just how I think of it. And so reducing prostaglandins can help with pain. So that's just something to, again, 
explore, something to try and something to talk to your doctor about if you think that it's a possibility that you have adenomyosis. I think it's important to note that if you have endometriosis, like drug suppression with like hormonal medication or Lupron or whatever is for pain management, symptom management, and not for disease management, right? But I've done podcasts on that. You can go back and listen to those. For some women, like IUDs can help because they stop your periods, um, suppressive hormones. You know, there are a lot of different options out there. And so if you are suffering with adenomyosis, I just want you to know, like, you're not alone, definitely not alone. And if you have endometriosis and you also have severe uterine cramping and heavy, heavy bleeding, prolonged menstrual periods, cramping that gets worse during your period. You have radiating pain up to your belly button and your back on your butt, down your legs. Like you could also have adenomyosis and I urge you to chat with your doctor about it. I love you. And I'll catch you on the next episode of the EndoBabe podcast. Oh, babe, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I had so much fun and I'm so fucking grateful for every single one of you. If you thought that this was helpful or you loved any part of this podcast, I would love, love, love for you to screenshot it and post it on Instagram at Chelsea Bree, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-B-R-I and take me. I would love to see what you're getting out of the episodes. It makes me so happy. I would also love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that just helps other wonderful endo babes find me as well. I adore you and I believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit. You deserve to have a normal life despite endometriosis. So I love you so much and I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on next week's episode of the Endo Babe Podcast.